0: This is Join the Dots. Hello, this is day nine of COP26, 9th of November 2021. I want to cover two issues today. One is uh, observations from a meeting I attended and the second is the issue of migration and relationship to climate change. Um, The meeting I attended uh, took place in meeting room five. Um, It was actually country representatives, party representatives going through the text of the agreement on long-term climate finance, the 100 billion figure that you've heard that was uh, committed in Paris, and uh, we're still getting pledges towards it. Um, So it turned out it wasn't intentional, uh, but I found it in the program today. Um, I couldn't go into meeting room five, because I'm not a party representative, but I could go into room seven um, to watch the proceedings on several screens. Uh, And the process is um, that all the parties sit around a a massive table. So even in the observation room, there was at least 80 people, um, and more came in. And there were people taking word-by-word word notes of what each country representative was saying, was how have they were suggesting uh, to edit the text. And the process was actually quite similar to the ISO meetings I've been to, ISO being an international standards organisation, where the text is put on the screens and everyone goes line by line, or in this case, paragraph by paragraph, and you raise your hand and when your microphone is on, you give your edit. The edits could be just one word. Um, there was a lot of discussion whether the party is welcomed or just noted certain things. And. Um, Uh, Or there are certain words that um, commit the parties to something. For example, everyone could agree, this is just an example, everyone could agree an increase in the funding, uh, but not everyone would want to agree how much that increase should be. So there's a lot of discussion about that. Um, I'm not actually quite sure if I'm allowed to talk about the the more nitty-gritty things, but... um, there was one uh, uh, there was a woman from um country who made a quite a passionate argument um for a particular edit um and the gist of her argument was that the um the words in the agreement had to reflect the many uh, statements and promises that were made by all the leaders that who have spoken at COP so far. I thought it was quite um, um, passionate, touching, and really well-put argument. Um, but yes, as I said, I don't know how much of the more details that I can give, and I was in the meeting for an hour. I'm sure they stayed for many, many more hours. Um, the The process for the day was that this in the morning was the first reading of the text, And the co-chairs were going to take all the comments during the meeting, edit the text again and bring it for second reading at the second meeting of the day at 6 p.m. And I'm sure there will be many more meetings on that text because in about an hour that I watched, we managed to move to paragraph 11. Um, I couldn't see from that distance how many pages there were in the agreement, but I'm sure there were many. Anyway, I hope um I haven't breached any confidence here um but I'd like to say that um the room that I was in were really full of people who were very carefully listening to the discussions. They weren't there just because they had accreditation, they were very carefully taking notes um I could see you know calculating things in their heads. Um, trying to find ways to, to do their jobs the best they can um, and there was a camaraderie around the table um, that that I could observe you know we were all there um, to do something um, obviously people had m- more important roles than I had as a simple observer anyway um, after talking about and Sabina asking what the roles are it was an interesting encounter today <laughs> The second update today is about the issue of migration. Um, My brother raised this last week in in his long message, um, and he was making the point that uh, any migrant that settles in the host country gets a job or gets... uh, Payments, um, benefits, uh, maybe sending money back to where they came from, and that money is used to uh, for economic activity or consumerism, perhaps, and damaging the environment further. Um, I think it's it's important to make a distinction between economic migrants and political migrants or refugees and asylum seekers. Um, it's also important to look at where the these people go to. Um, some countries receive many more um, migrants, and some countries a lot less. Uh, like UK, it's the the issue is discussed a lot, but actually. Last year migrants crossing the channel was about twenty thousand um, people um, they also don't automatically receive benefits uh, asylum seekers receive something like forty pounds a week in in benefits when they're not working um, but there is a there is an important point about migration and our topic in these updates climate change. Um, climate change is causing migration. Um, And I think there are, there's a lot of studies in Syria, for example, um, whilst we can't say the cause of Syrian war is climate change, a lot of the the people who work on this um, are now agreeing that climate change has been a great trigger For the war, there have been three droughts in Syria since 1980s. The longest from 2006 to 2010. The worst in uh, about 900 years. I read in an article, and rural populations, as a result, had no choice but move to towns and cities, and this contributed to um, unbalancing uh, the fragile balance between different um groups in in that society whether those groups were ethnically religiously or politically defined and um when people crammed together they're not used to living together it does re- result in um violence and um and, and eventually civil war in the case of Syria. So, as I said, while climate change is not the only cause, um, it is uh, a trigger of Syrian war. There's lots of studies about that. There's a recent research from University of Neuchâtel. I hope I said that right. This is a university in Switzerland. Um, um, and this person looked at... a. Uh, put a link if I can looked at the rainfall um, changes and it's their effect on migration of rural population in Turkey in fact um, 71 promise provinces and uh, rainfall and migration patterns between 2008 and 2018 um, he could uh, associate below average rainfall, Uh, with a drop in the rural uh, income per person income and associate that with an increased migration from rural areas to towns. Um, The key here, I guess, is not to fight the the people in the borders or um, blame them for wanting to migrate, um, but help keep people where they live Help them adapt to a changing climate, find them, create them, uh, work opportunities, and really um, help them stay where they are. Um, where I, I guess it's a political decision whether uh, we think people willingly leave or or they don't. Um, but the 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 discussion here is more about the impact of climate change. Um, I interviewed Lord Deben this afternoon in the Turkish pavilion. Lord Deben, um, also known as John Gummer, was a minister of environment in UK government um, from, I think, most of the 1990s as uh, an environment minister, uh, but also in politics as, a, as an MP in various roles from 1970 to 2010, um, bar a bit of a break. Um, so he is now in House of Lords, but he's also the chair of uh, UK Climate Change Committee. And I was interviewing him in terms of how the Climate Change Act in UK works, Climate Change Committee works in terms of advising the government and setting up um, mitigation budgets as well as adaptation planning. Um, he finished the interview by saying that actually climate change is the biggest threat to world security um he said uh, we people say the wars start because of religion or because of territory money um ethnicity whatever but he said actually in this in the context he was talking about it's because pe- people fight for um water for their children or f- their grandchildren or food when they when their basic needs are threatened they go to war um he also was very uh, eager to point out that we need to talk about both optimism and um apocalypse he said you need to remind people how bad things can be but give them optimism that it is possible to avoid apocalypse um Again, I hope I said that word right as well. I'm very tired today. Um I recommend you watch that interview actually. He's a is a fantastic um narrator, almost a uh, fantastic talker. You ask him one question and he answers about five. Um and I tried to held my own <laughs> hold my own um in in interviewing him, uh but yes, I think you will find some very valuable nuggets of information and anecdotes um, from from his political and personal life, as well as his suggestions as to how governments and private sector and NGOs should tackle this challenge of climate change. But it, I was meaning to cover migration today, but it was also very interesting that, Without knowing this, he he did end his answers with linking uh, climate change to risk of war and security. Um, we will, of course, share the, the YouTube link to, to that interview in the show notes and on our website. Tomorrow, I'm hoping to, to speak to someone about today's subject uh, in the program. Today was gender and science and technology. Um, and also tomorrow... I'm going to an award ceremony um, for the Climate Challenge Cup. Um, and one of our projects is at FTEC is up for uh, an award. Um, to be more specific, the farm uh, is up for a board, and we've done some work for the farm. Anyway, um, I don't think we'll win, but I think recognition of being nominated is is, is more than enough joy and encouragement for me anyway wish us luck and um, we'll speak again tomorrow thank you for listening and we'd love to hear from you on instagram twitter and facebook